Swami Vivekananda was on sast. Can you describe Indian culture in a few words? He said, in two words, I can do it. And what are they? Pravritti and Nivritti. Pravritti means life of action, which requires effort, endeavor, zeal. And, pravritti, and Nivritti means withdrawal, detachment. That is the idea. The two ideas have influenced Indian life through the centuries. It is only in India the kings renounced their throne when they got older. Everywhere there would be a killing until the modern days came. And so much of massacre would be there for inheritance. So that was the Tagore has got a beautiful poem. Oh India, you have forgot, you have taught the kings to renounce in time. Similarly, in the families, there is a custom of Barnaprastha. The life is divided into four periods of life. First 25 years, you prepare yourself, student life, where you prepare your body, your mind, and your spirit, hand, head, and heart. As Swamiji said, three H. Then you enter the life in society, married life. But married life is not for only oneself. Married life also is influenced by the family and for the society. There is a famous saying in the Mahabharata that when a larger thing comes, you renounce your lesser thing. For the sake of the family, you give up your interest. Uh, for the sake of the partner, you give, her, give up your self-interest. For the sake of the family, you, you give up your interest. For the sake of the village, you give up your self-interest. There is, there is a conflict which is fall. And if it is a district, give up the interest of the village. And for the country, you give up the interest of the your district. That means if there is a conflict. And for the world, give up your country's interest. And then they say, Atmarte Prithivim Tajit. For the sake of the self, Atman, even the world can be given up. The idea is that Atman is the permanent reality in us. Whichever is temporary, for that you cannot completely renounce yourself. Renunciation presupposes renunciation from the self, Atman. That Atman is the ultimate reality and a permanent reality. So for that, for the sake of that, you have to give up the interest of the lesser interest. That idea. Often it is interpreted that Hindus and Buddhists are very pessimistic. Their world is, for the world is samsara. Samsara means which go on changing. Nothing permanent. Which is true. But still to think of that is difficult. So the advice is, when you go to earn money, 
and education, thinking that you are living eternally. Otherwise, there will be no zeal. I shall die tomorrow. Why should I work hard today? But when you practice dharma, spirituality, then you think the yama has caught you by the hair. Now itself you are going. So you must do something. There was a, uh, a survey. Uh, for the survey was there. The world is going to end in 15 minutes. I came out in Reader's Digest 70 years ago. Uh, when I talk, everything is before 50 years. But anyhow. So, they asked, in 50 minutes the world will end, what are you going to do? From the prisoner to the minister, everybody said we shall kneel down and pray. That means the basic idea in man is knows that the ultimate reality is God or spirituality or our eternal existence. So we shall think about it. Of course, if they're given 15 years, what they will say, I don't know. But 15 minutes, we're not sure. This is what even a prisoner knows it is sure. Anyhow, so there was a famous thinker, Albert Switzer, who was in South Africa, of the great philanthropist, great scholar, German. Uh, so he became quite famous and wrote many books. One book was on Indian thought. And there he said that Hindus and Buddhists thought that life is transitory, life is a suffering. But modern man doesn't think life is a suffering. Because children don't see death before their eyes now. People die in hospital. So they don't see anybody suffering before their eyes. Plus, painkiller has been invented. So if you have got pain, painkiller is given. So modern man doesn't think life is such a bad thing. That was his argument. Of course, he missed the point. The point was, Hindu-Buddhist argument was, especially Buddhists, when they say life is suffering, that doesn't mean there is no temporary enjoyment. Enjoyment is there. But if you enjoy today, that will be a source of suffering tomorrow. The favorite example, a child, I love a child. A vivacious child running, running, doing that. And even if that noisy troubles her, still the mother loves her, loves the child. So, but if the child falls sick, much worry, anxiety, all this. So this, that which brings joy to you brings suffering also. Possibility of suffering. You love your wife or husband. Very source of great joy. But the same thing will bring trouble if they fall sick or something happens. So that is the major idea. And Atayra Shankara, the great philosopher of Advaita Vedanta, it is said that in India you could become a philosopher, but that either you will have to support Shankara or oppose Shankara. Other you will not be recognized as a philosopher. He said that life has got both sides, both sides to that, and he had to fight the Mimamsakas. The Mimamsakas are the people who said this world alone is true and heaven is true. 
You do good work, you will enjoy in heaven. So enjoyment is the goal of life. And enjoy, heaven is a permanent place. That is the idea in every religion. He said it cannot be a permanent place. And it cannot be a permanent source of joy. Why? He said there are two defects of heaven. From the analogy of rich people, very rich people, one is called monotony. Uh, every day I'm taking good food, day after day after day, you get fed up. So you invent some rotten food, uh, Swiss cheese, dried fish in India, nappi in Burma, like that. So that your taste is changed. And philosophically it is all right. Good is good because there is bad. If there is no bad, what is good? Many people said, Satya Yuga, kingdom of heaven, there will be no suffering. Well, that is not possible. In any creation, both must be there. Because all happiness, misery, goodness, badness, everything depends on the pairs of opposites. Without the opposite, matter must have antimatter. So everything requires the opposite. So absolutely perfect thing is not possible. But we don't care all the time tell this point. I, an American child says, oh, you can become the president of the country. He may end up as a clerk somewhere. But ideally sports to give enthusiasm. Anyhow, so second point he made, jealousy. The rich people, I am very rich, but my neighbor has got a little rich, richer. My children are so fine children, good children. His children are a little better. See, I have no want, but still jealousy comes. So these are, two, these are the two major arguments against perfect heaven. There is Shankara's fight. Anyhow, the life has got both sides. When the suffering becomes more, then you say, oh, life is hopeless. But when you are still floating in happiness, then, ah, life is good. At that time you forget that even now we forget. Five years ago, what surgery I had, I don't remember. You see, I remember, but not with a pain feeling. The, the nature provides it. So there are others, it's all the time, in 30, 40, 50 years, you have suffered 10 heartbreaking experiences or physical ailment. You don't remember that with so much pain, then life would be impossible. So that is the nature's gift to make life bearable. Anyhow, so it is there. So if it comes round and round, I feel bad. People who turn to spiritual life, those who are thinking life, they try to see both sides of things. Both sides of things. And then come to decision. But often if you see both sides, you can't make decision. That's why I often said that thinkers will think, doers will do. You see? So you have got a a legislative branch will say which is good for society. Executive branch will do it, execute it. But they don't think too much. They said this is good, we do it. 
the executors, that's why they say in every movement there must be two people. I remember once I was, as soon as I came out of the university, I joined the order and I was put in charge of a residential college. All students lived there, about 160 at that time. So I went to some of our elderly swamis. What do you want us to convey to this boys, boys school? And they're all between 18 and 22. Volatile period of life. And India encouraged at that time lawlessness to fight against the British. So that remained for some time. What do you want us to convey? They are not coming to become sadhus. So one Swami said, to run an institution, you require both father element and mother element. Father will be strict, do this, do this. Mother will be fussing over the child, this, that. And it is real in life also. When the mother cannot control the child, I shall call your, tell your father. In some families, they do like that. Anyhow, so the father element, they should have affection as well as control. Both are necessary, especially earlier days. That is the theory. So in life also, both are necessary. Some understanding and some effectiveness. Why I am telling that if you are too much thoughtful, you can't do anything? Because you see the other side. So you cannot be fanatical. To get a thing done, it must be more fanatical. There is an interesting story. One big officer on a weekend in his own house, one of his main assistants came in, sir, this is the plan for our this work. They're wonderful. These are the arguments. He said, you are right. Then his opponent came, same office, sir, the hopeless scheme, these are the defects. He told, yes, you are right. His wife was overhearing in the, from the next room. She came out and said, what type of man you are? To this man you say, you are right. To opposite man say, you are right. You have no consistency. His sketches has said, you are right. <laughs> so, sometimes you think too much. That's why often a thinking man must have a second man who will do it. As I jokingly often tell, an officer is efficient depending upon his secretary. If the secretary is efficient, then officer is assistant. Otherwise, half the time you will not be able to do anything. Able to do anything. I have found people. Somebody is sick, I have not thought much about it. Somebody there comes and, oh Swami, that person is sick. Don't you like to talk? Immediately they dial, so I talk. And they think, oh, Swami is so nice. Yeah. But he's the secretary who told you should phone, you see. They like that it happens. Anyhow, so decision is necessary. Life is based upon Darwin and others that on self-interest. And based on self-interest. Even books have been written, a selfish gene. Though inside he doesn't say really selfish, in the, inside the book, but 
title shows we immediately agree our gene is selfish. So I'm very natural that I shall be selfish. You can't blame me. Nature is given. Inside, of course, a different way he puts it. Anyhow. And in America, it is agreed. Anybody says, yes, you will have to assert yourself. No free lunch. Hmm? I remember when Bush, Father Bush, came to the second time to canvass for his election in Santa Barbara. He told, we went for the attacking Iraq first time, father, to oust Iraq from Kuwait. And we spent six billion dollars and 500 young men. But we went for our self-interest. Oil is there to protect oil. So Japan, Germany, you got oil from us, give money. So they collected six million, no monetary loss. But 500 young men had to be sacrificed. But we went for self-interest. But if you're an Indian politician, you say, say how wonderful you are. We spent six billion, 500 young men. Why? For the good of it, Iraq, not for ourselves. Because Indian people understand renunciation, giving up. So poor Gandhi had to dress up only like a, with a loyal cloth whole life. So that people accept him, he says, yes. He wanted to feel one with the people. And people, ah, he belongs to our class. He would always travel by third class, not in first class. Though our Saurudinayu criticized him. Yes, your third class means entire third class. And train stops for you. And of course, the entire police force is around you to protect you. So you are costly, really. Anyhow, so life is based, Vivekananda pointed out, that Darwin was one-sided. He dealt with animals, creatures, and others offered psychologists, Freud and others dealt with the lower creation, or people who are deceased. So they only often saw the same side of things. But life is as much based on self-sacrifice as selfishness. Selfishness. How the analysis is, in the hunting stage of human beings, every man for himself. Did not he used to live, so he did not care for other people. And some people argue that probably they cared for their mate, wife or somebody, some, some type of affection came in. Anyhow, so from the hunting stage came the agricultural stage. That was competition was the idea. This man will take away the food, I jump earlier and take. But the agriculture stage they found if 20 people join together, then they can produce better, they can protect better, so cooperation is better. And then a stage comes, if all people behave well, no problem. But some or other, one brother is selfish. To balance him, another brother will try to sacrifice. Other is fight. If America acquires too much money, 
there will be communism in China or Russia eh? or Indonesia. So America goes with its wealth and pours that. There is an American language, it's called enlightened self-interest. Not pure self-interest, I'm losing money. The analogy is, my children are very healthy, my house is very clean, but my neighbor's house is not so clean. His children may fall sick, then my children will fall sick. So I go and clean his house. Unselfish what? Not pure, enlightened selfishness it is called. And religious to the directors are self, give up, give up. People don't like to hear give up, you see. They always you like to keep a little. There are, of course, always a few percentage of people, they are born for giving up. By nature they give up, you see. But there is small percentage. The others by schooling, by training, by law, they are made to give up. If you don't want to give up, that taxing system will come, give money, tax. Because they know how to run the government, money is necessary. If too much accumulation is one place, then there will be again unrest, so they try to take, divide the money. So renunciation is based on life's experience. Because some people are selfish. To balance them, some people must be unselfish. If you are unselfish with complaint, is the pain. But if you are unselfish with love, it is not a pain. A mother is selfless. Renounces so many self-interest, a parent. So that because it renounces, but because there is love, it is not a suffering. But a beggar has no money, a sadhu has no money. One is happy, another is unhappy. It depends upon your attitude towards things. So all the enjoyments and sufferings are based upon your attitude. My favorite example is exercise. What is exercise? Giving pain to the body. If you give half an hour pain to the body, you have good health and 30, 40, 50 years. So similarly, if you are to be spiritual, Better to begin early. At the age of 25, you start exercises, all right. Now it is very good. At 75, also you can start, some benefit you'll get. But if you start 25 years earlier, health would be better and all that. So here, if you want to be spiritual, better do it earlier. Normally they say, oh, you are too, too young to be religious. That means become old, then teeth will fall, eyes will go, this, that, you can't eat well, then renounce and become a sadhu. <laughs> that was one idea at one time. So that idea is, Mahabharata says in one place, you will spend your day in such a way that you can have a good night's rest. Similarly, live your young life, youth life, such a way that your life, old life becomes enjoyable. Life should be a total planning should there. Anyhow, Vivekananda are good that in human level, as soon as the evolution came to human level, sacrifice was also a law. A human child would not have grown up if the mother did not sacrifice for one year, uh, eight months, ten months, or 
several years. It requires nurturing. If you see in an animal growing up, in one hour it stands up, in five hours it runs. Whereas a human child requires one year even to crawl, you see. So at that stage, sacrifices as much the law of life. Of course, this is brought in with an alliteration. Competition, cooperation, consecration. There are three C's that rule the world. Even now they rule the world, of course. Even now these are the three factors in society. So the point is, we don't want to renounce, but nature compels us to renounce. Nature compels we would like to go on enjoying. But by the time you are 60, previously they used to go 40, 35, 40, middle age, but nowadays it is 50, 55. Anyhow, that this trouble starts, that trouble starts. That means nature says, all right, now it is time, we have enjoyed enough. Hmm? If you are lucky, of course. So, nature compels you gradually to give up. But you still the hanker, ha ha. I'm missing my 25 years old, I was so healthy. They're out for trouble, they'll have to get it. They cannot escape. Rare people, one or two people will be escaping. As you really, they're good luck or karma, good karma. Anyhow, so we had a Swami, he collected material from Mahabharata and other famous books that householder's life is as much based on sacrifice as a monk's life. In fact, household life is more necessary to renounce. A sadhu, what is there to renounce? I have nothing. But a householder has got money, husband, wife, children, parents, friends, duties, society. They have to every step they have to sacrifice. A sadhu, he doesn't bother. Society feeds him that he's a harmless man, let him do something. And who knows, God may be there. So let them specialize in that line. And society feed them free, you see? So we are not to search for a job, we are not to search for a wife or a husband. That is a major energy saved. That takes away so much energy, you see? And of course, security of life by and large. Because my wants are free, you see. If I'm not cold, that is enough. Whether a garment is mink coat or some other coat, doesn't matter. You see? Like that. Anyhow. Now all is I am telling in terms of Shiva. My topic is Shiva as a whole idea. Whole as Vivekananda said, two ideas represent entire life. Life of action and life of renunciation or withdrawal. You must know when to withdraw. I love somebody, and that person doesn't care for me. So like one pursuing or withdraw. Somebody asked me, it's an American girl, in India it was new, 60 years ago. Now in India also it's common. So the girl asked me, not a girl, a woman, 30-year-old woman. 30 years a girl or a woman, but anyhow. She told me that she had a heartbreaking experience. 
because there is no other want, you see, no food trouble, no job trouble, no. The only trouble is love breaking. That is the only trouble they can have, you see. So I told that some such, I'm very sorry, visit. And the word is John Lowe, he has married again. So then why pursue him? Why not find out somebody else? Yes, yes, that is a solution. Yes, I can do that. Like, can you get a husband? Yes, yes, I can get it. Go ahead. So you need not feel sorrowful. Aha, I have lost. When you have alternative. India only problem is they could not get another husband. So they would keep their husband alive as long as they could get. <laughs> uh, that was the idea. That the, I had an actual case in Delhi. We had devotees. They were good people, but that, that doesn't mean they don't have problems. So one woman came. Maharaj, you scold him, husband. Why? He has got diabetes, still likes to take sweets. And recently I found out diabetic people like sweets more. Somebody told me. Probably it's true. One woman, she did not like sweets. After getting diabetes, she likes only sweets. I have got diabetes and I like sweets. That is the problem, you see. That's why I appreciate that point, that is not my fault. <laughs> it is not my fault, the disease's fault it is. The disease needs it. Anyhow, so she asked me, what he does, earns the money. The first thing he goes in the gold market or a sweet meat shop, it's his heart full, got good amount, and then gives, comes home, gives the money to the wife. And wife gives him, if he has to go for a bus, wife gives the money. That was the arrangement. The wife controls the money. But after he gives, then only she has to control. <laughs> so I told him, you do one thing. Take a transfer. There's central government job. Take a transfer to South India. There you'll find sweet is nothing. Sour. <laughs> spicy. That is enjoyable not the sweet food. So your taste will change. When all people are taking sour food, then you develop a taste. I think sour is all right. <laughs> Spicy food is all right. So your whole, we do, all of us want to do good things. But how many people do it? Everybody knows exercise is good. How many people do it? So human nature, there is weakness. Laziness, weakness, yeah, absence of strong will. So by association you develop some will. That's why a man is known by the company he keeps. Uh, by his company you can find out what type of man he is. That is the important idea. Anyhow, Shiva, I won't get the chance of telling stories. Already I was taken away because morning I thought renunciation was my topic. So all the renunciation ideas were coming, yes. Anyhow, Shiva is considered the ideal husband, as well as ideal yogi. So sannyasis consider Shiva as their ideal, because he's bare-bodied, uh, subsists with minimum food, 
he doesn't care for heat and cold shitoshto sukha dukhe so both together he bears the pains of life without complaint and very devoted and there is a, all the austerities he performs as a yogis or sadhu should do so, uh, one man was asked one famous man was asked what do you expect of a sadhu ourselves he told three things one there should be we like a person sadhuhood is taken for granted but what qualification that he must be scholar oh yeah he is a scholar he must be austere of course his austerity doesn't affect me but is ah how wonderful was hilary tenzing the climb kanchenjunga or sadhar himalayas that will benefit at what sense of all is that i can't manage without a cup of coffee and is given up so he must be special i can't manage without a cigarette he manages so people have a sense of awe before a person who gives up and third he said a man who is loving loving that means whenever anybody has a difficulty he goes to help when it is not in duty but he does he may take one question of course ramkrishna has asked who is a sadhu he said a sadhu is a person whose whole heart and mind has gone to god that is a real sadhu these are all decorations a sadhu if he has got other qualification is a decoration better type attractive aspect anyhow so shiva was that about satisfied his name was ashutosha but he was also considered ideal husband ideal householder jagata pitaro bande parvati parmeshwaro kalidasa in one place said shiva and parvati his wife were the original parents of human beings or for everybody's parents everybody's parents that way so shiva is considered ideal householder of course the description that you get that is a very harmless householder whatever his wife says is ready i want this all right we want that all right i don't know how many husbands like that idea but anyhow <laughs> uh, so ideal husband the thought probably from the standpoint of women whatever the husband says he agrees uh, sri ramakrishna is the analogy of the sankhya philosophy sankhya philosophy says the atman brahman and prakriti brahman is the static aspect of reality and prakriti is the dynamic aspect of reality so and he gives the analogy of family a big celebration is going on the man the woman is running about the man is sitting and smoking habul babul i don't know how many of you have seen habul babul but anyhow better we have smoking not straight anyhow then now and then his wife who is managing everything running here running there now and then she comes back and she has got this kind of most her hand and all that and then says 
I have done this, I have done that, there was a problem, I have solved it. And he says, yes, yes. That's all, his work. Yes, yes. And Prakriti does everything. His wife does everything, you see. But wife cannot do unless the husband is there. I have seen in Delhi, topmost ladies, wives of big, big officials. As soon as the husband retires, I see as these that officers in those days. They give up all social work, they give up all artistic work, all this. I asked somebody, why don't you do it? And how oh, is it not necessary so much? And secondly, if you're a rich man's wife and ask somebody, give me money, for this cause they'll give more money. You see? In our Rangoon Shavasram in 70 years ago, 80 years ago, they used to go by bicycle to collect money for the hospital. They would give one rupee. Then they had a car. So they went with car, 10 rupees. See? So we depend upon also who is the person. Big man's wife wants, if Mahatma Gandhi wants, eh, one lakh. Like Anyhow, so he is an ideal husband. I shall have to collect material to find out what are the other qualifications of an ideal husband. Normally, he ascends and though no family quarrel. But no family quarrel because the wife, whatever the wife says, he agrees, you see. And many families, that is the arrangement. Outside, I shall talk. Inside, you talk. You know? I think that is a good arrangement. Good arrangement. Uh, inside management is with the woman. Outside management with the man. That way. Anyhow, so Shiva has both sides. Both sides consider him as the ideal. So Nasir say he is our ideal. Hausar say he is our ideal. Both ways. And life comprises both sides. Activity, contemplation. Activity, silence, calmness, serenity. Now, I should tell at least one story of Shiva. I could develop the character much more, but I have got 15 minutes more. At least one story I should tell. He has got many names. All our gods have got thousand names. Out of that, 15, 20 are very meaningful. The rest is same adjectives they use. <coughs> now, Shiva is an ideal of renouncing. So there is a story. You have seen pictures of Shiva with dark throat, blue throat, they call it. Blue throat. How did it come? So, the whole story is there. The world is there, full of water. Now only three-fourths. At that time, whole thing was water. But there are suras and asuras, gods and demons. They are not really demons. They are cousins. One father, two mothers. One boys are considered very good, and they are considered not so good. One batch of boys are very intelligent, and another group of boys are very muscular, fighters. So naturally, every now and then, they push out the intellectuals one. As modern days also. The physical mind that can push you out, and you harmlessly go behind. So anyhow, the 
Kshatriyas were the people who could fight. You see, what happened in 1946 in Calcutta? I was a student. There was Hindu-Muslim riot, right? And two sides. Muslims started it, but Hindus are in majority, so both sides are ready to fight. And who are the leaders? For the Muslims, the butchers, and for Hindus, the blacksmith, hammer, cut, and all the intellectuals are behind you. You see, they are giving. Hey, this, do this way, do this way. Direction they are giving. So somebody jokes that these are your khatrias, huh? They protect the society, and these are your intellectuals, your Brahmins, who are behind. But they give advice how to do it and all that. And yeah, half, half joke, half reality. So they said we must churn the ocean. All the wealth is under the ocean, even now. So how to get the wealth out of the ocean? That you must churn it. If you have churning, you have seen churning of milk. From milk, curd is produced, butter is produced. There is a rod, there is a rope. And you do like this, then butter is produced. So that you do like that, all the wealth will come out. Now there is no artificial rope, there is no artificial rod. So what to do? So they said, let us go for the natural rod. Now there was a one hill which is very straight, not too much of base. This that called Sumeru. Good Meru, good hill. So they went to the Sumeru. In those days, everybody could talk because God is everywhere. If God is here, why should you alone talk? Everybody can talk. So Sumeru, sir, we want to do this. You must act our rod, rod, the charming rod. He agreed. But you have to go to the. Special deep ocean, so he flew. He could fly. You see, yeah. No, no fly. Wings necessary. He just flew and went to the water. But he was sinking. Such a heavy weight. So they went to Shiva. Well, sir, you are a sacrificing man. We are in trouble. Please do something. No, no. First they went to Vishnu. Well, sir, this world is yours. You are the protector, maintainer of the universe. We must know. So he came and took the form of a tortoise, a big hard shell above, and it can float. So he got the whole world was put there, and it floated. Now they want the rope, natural rope. And it must be cosmic rope to try the whole thing. So they went to the serpent called infinity, ananta, unending. The serpent which holds this earth on its head with thousand heads it got. He is called Basuki or ananta. Sir, you will have to be our rope. Now this Basuki's description is. He is keeping the wall on his head. 
earth. But now and then head gets ache, you see, as we have. So it moves till that. That is how the earthquake takes place. Of the earthquakes, nobody's fault. It is the, uh, the holder of the earth is shaking his head, relieving himself. Anyhow. So he went and called around the hill. The, the suras, the gods, they are smart. They told the suras, we shall take up the head side. Huh? Why should you take the head side? Head is the prestigious side. You take the tail side. So gods with, with humility that took up the tail side. Asuras did not realize that after chanting the poison will begin to come out. Poison began to come out and cosmic poison, not little poison. And it was burning not only the Asuras, the world is going to burn. So what to do? How to save the world? And even Suras, God, everybody was afraid what will happen. So they went to Shiva. Well, sir, he was meditating, woke him up. You are, your life is for everybody. You are renowned, sir. So you have to do something. So Shiva came and put his cosmic hand being and took the whole poison in his hand. What to keep it? He drank it. Now, if it goes to his stomach, he will be killed. But he was a yogi. He stopped it here. Did not allow it to go down. I have read that there are some expert thieves who make a socket in their pocket and good ornaments they keep, quickly they swallow it. So police cannot get him. Afterwards he can bring it out. Like the pigeons you have seen, pigeons, by the sound, they keep things there. Anyhow, so Shiva kept it there. But that place became a little blackish, blue. So he's called blue-throated one, Nila Kantha. And it is a symbol of sacrifice. For the good of the people, he sacrificed himself, that idea. So that is one story. One more story can be done. Second story is, there are many stories, but uh, dramatic one I am taking first. Now, the previous story is there, a batch of people are there, and some people went. A king was practicing yajna with a horse, horse sacrifice. Their horse will go, the soldiers will follow, you will either pay taxes or fight. That was the style, to establish your supremacy. So they are going, going, going. But if you be too successful, Indra, who was the king of the gods, he became jealous. Our gods are not always perfect, you see. They are the lower gods, the little lower gods. That if he does, he will be a competitor. He has a past the examination, you see. So he stole the horse and kept it near in the netherworld, near a Muni. 
when he was meditating, these people searched. There were 60,000. They went there, found he has taken heart, we have told it. So he, they forced him to give and disturbed his meditation and probably gave one or two blows. I don't, I've forgotten this part. And he looked at him and cursed him or fire came out. That was the advantage of the previous Brahmins. Nowadays, Brahmins don't have that power. Fire came out and burned all the 60,000. But in India, there is no tragedy. On Indian literature, Kalidasa, there is no tragedy. Because if you missed your husband, next life you'll get him. If you missed your life, next life you'll get him. So ultimately, you are not a loser. So there cannot be a tragedy. You see? All our comedies. So there also they said, yes, this will be alive again. If you can bring Mother Ganga, Ganges, from heaven. Mother Ganga is staying, living near the feet of Vishnu, creator. So one of the progeny of the of those 60,000 people, he went and made special austerities. If you practice austerity, you can enjoy. That is the idea. Say you want to be a teacher, an engineer, a doctor, or something. You work hard, then only you get it. So austerity was the gateway to success. So he practiced austerity, then Mother Goga was satisfied. All right, what do you want? You come down to my nether world and free my children, my forefathers. So she agreed. So she was moving, moving, moving. Then they came, came from the hills, she has to fall down. That is how falls are created. They jump facing. Now if the whole divine, divine river, it falls, whole world will be washed away. Everything cosmic. So what to do? Then again went to Shiva. He said, please do something. So Shiva had big matted locks, like the hippies at one time. Big. So he went there, made a little partition, and stood there. So Ganga fell on his head, could not get out. His jata, his hair, swallowed the whole water. No path to get out. It is coiled, you see. So again, poor man, he had to pray, please do something, do something. So he opened a little. So through that, that much Ganga is coming out. Major part of Ganga is still in heaven. But anyhow, from that the story came that he keeps, those are half, Hindus made jokes with their gods also, you see. So they say the god Vishnu, no, Parvati was complaining. Every woman normally complains against husband, something or other. So you have got a co-wife, another. Huh? Another wife you have, and you have hidden heart in her hair. There is Ganga. Hmm? So that is, poems are there like that, you see. So there is Ganga is here, two-thirds, 
and one third or something has come down, went to that place and freed all the 60,000. But luckily, close to the North India also, and the whole Indian civilization after Sindhu developed on the bank of the Ganges, which is called Aryavarta. So there is the two stories of Shiva. So both entails taking trouble for other people. That is the idea. Sacrifice was the law of life, not merely for the renouncers, but also for the householders. And in one sense, householders sacrifices more than the renouncers. So there is a book, famous book called Tirukral among the Tamils. So there they said all the three ashramas, three parts of life are dependent of the householders. Brahmacharis who maintains the parents of the society. Bharaprasthis also have retired, who maintains. Again, they might have put them in the pension fund, but anyhow, that is modern. Modern. In those pension funds was the children. Uh, that's why they wanted boys. They will work hard. Girls had to arrange food and this and that. But actual trouble the man is boys so they required boys also. And sadhus, of course, who will maintain the householders. They said all the three stations of life depends on householder. So they are greater. Uh, they are greater. It's a I am a sadhu. I am doing some japam. I acquire some merit. But I require food. So the man will give me food. He will take a part, a part of my pundam. Uh, Swami Brahmananda, somebody wants sadhu rope from Punjab. Punjab people are devoted to sadhus. Uh, so, oh, such and such lady, owner of the garden, is so kind. She came to see me and prescribed some milk for me, which is Rakshani, and good for health. So Maharaj wrote, she has done her punyam by feeding you with milk, but she will take away some of your punyam also, merit. So you must return something. So do more japam. God's name happened. So you have to do your, your bit also. By praying to him also you can get some result. Oh Lord, do some, something for me. Do something. Uh, he may be kind and give away. But day after day, we not like to go. So we'll do some labor and then take it. That is the idea of Shiva, who is both the ideal of renouncers and the ideal of householders. Householder means who not merely enjoys himself, but for group of people. There is a word called Mahasala. Mahasala means great householder. You are a householder if you maintain your family. Plus, not a nuclear family, but a bigger family. But you are a Mahasala if you have 30, 40, 50 people, you are a Mahasala. Even American government will allow you to immigrate quickly. You can show that I have brought so much money here. I have created so many jobs here. Even here, 30, 40 years ago, that was even now Canada. You can go get in more easily 
they will create some jobs there. So from Hong Kong, a large number of Chinese people moved here with that money. They would come with money, create jobs, and government easily would allow them. Anyhow, so that is the function. Shiva is more withdrawal, also maintenance. And world has two functions. After creation, maintenance and destruction, both are necessary. Unless something is destroyed, how can something become? Many people complain, why did that young man die? Well, do you want all the old people to die? Well, yes. Uh, do you want your father to die? No, no, his father let him die. My father, a uh, little hesitant. Of course, if he also goes on leaving, I may be ready. All right, let him go. So that is the point. That life, unless somebody vacates, some other place is not there. All right, I think I have talked enough. Oh, somebody asked me, Swami, your karma theory is all right, but how come human beings are increasing so much, population increase? Because nowadays social services have increased, medicines have increased, less people are dying and all that. So balance is not there, too many people. Where from they come? I told you that according to Hindu-Buddhistic theory, Everything has a soul, even animals have a soul. So human beings are increasing means you fellows are eating away the animals, you see. You are eating away the animals, so their souls are lessened, your souls are increasing. One argument, of course. But everywhere life is there, there is that theory. All right, so with these words, I invoke the blessings of Shiva, who is called Ashotosha, who is easily satisfied. So you can repeat a little mantra, uh, Shiva, 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 some benefit may come. And who knows whether it comes or not. So take the benefit of the doubts you can give and spend one hour. But Shivaratri is over, Devi yesterday. But hopefully it will be effective later also. Thank you. Om Asato Ma Sadgamaya, Tamaso Ma Jyotir Gamaya, Mitturma Amritam Gamaya, Sarbe Loka Suganabhant, Sarbe Loka Suganabhantus, Sarbe Santuni Ramaya, Sarbe Madrani Pashantu, Ma Kosti Dukhavag Bhavit. Leaders from the unreal to the real, leaders from darkness to light. Lead us from death to immortality. May all people be happy. May all people be free from disease. May all experience the good. May none be subject to suffering. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace.